welcome back to the Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, it's not great for our heroes. It's also not great for our villains. Shit's going down, y'all. Shit's going down at Chapel Waits. Uh, we, we are going to be talking about episode 7, Divermis Mysterious. <laughs> too many eyes, too many eyes. Uh, but before we get started, how was your week? I actually had a very good weekend. I took another small vacation close to home, but at a beautiful state park. And my weekend was filled with very cold nights and and just spectacular vistas during the day. Don't freak out, everybody. That was actually two weeks ago from the time you're hearing right. this. So he didn't go out into the wilderness mid-December. This was only early December. Yes, it um, woke up to... Under 40 degree temperatures mm-hmm. some mornings, which is unusual for, I guess people don't think of California that way, but it was. There was snow on the ground at one point. California has snow. We have the mountains. Second, well, mostly the mountains, yes, but. You were not in the mountains, no. to be fair. The second time I've ever seen snow in my life. That's right. You're not a snow person. I'm not a snow person. He's not a snowman, um, guys. But it, yeah, it was just a really fun trip. It's exhausting, though. Because so much hiking and so much running and so much exploring gets done. Which state park did you visit this Pinnacles. time? Pinnacles. Yes. I drive past it regularly and have never been. It's a beautiful place, and it's but it's um, the only drawback I can see is that it's it's like adventure um, hiking, in that some of the trails are so small and so narrow. Oh, you mean not for me? It was what barely you're for saying. me. <laughs> I mean, there were almost vertical and uh, ascents and descents uh, along the ridge line, and there's a point where you're just walking straight down in in, um, in these pits carved into living rock to imitate stairs. And there's a a guardrail, but there's other times when there's no guardrail, and you're, you know, there's you, there's a cliffside, and there's a hundred foot drop. To your left. So there's moments like that, too. So how many Instagrammers die for the gram every year? I have no idea, but this would be the kind of place where that would happen. Woof. Otherwise, it's really striking. Uh, I'm glad it was, this is when I went, because otherwise it would be um, terribly hot, because there's not a lot of cover uh, at the very top of the of the, the rocks. But there's also some wonderful caves. But again, the caves, I could barely fit in some of the spaces in the caves themselves, and so um, it was really striking and beautiful, but yes, it it has limitations. If you're in the best peak fit condition of your life, this is the the place to go to. Um, Unless you're me, because even then, um, it's not good enough. Well, I wasn't quite up to it some of the time. Given that I'm still recovering. Yeah, you are still unable to twist. And I right. feel like twisting was definitely a what, thing that this thing was asking you for. What worked is that in some of the spaces, my arms and legs were long enough to where I could push myself along. There's, like I said, some vertical like ascents. Yeah, there's some <laughs> vertical ascents in the caves themselves where you're just climbing in utter darkness, which is why I now have a, um, a nifty headlamp. No. Yeah, but, I did uh, see. It was very bright. Yeah, that's what you used. It also chases away raccoons. Uh, how was your week? It was good. No raccoons? The The weekend that you're discussing, which is, our, in fact, our last week, mm-hmm. was very chill for me because on Friday, oh, I right. went and I got double shot, COVID booster, Moderna, right arm. That was a mistake, y'all. Do it in your non-dominant arm. Left arm, flu shot. And then it felt like I got stepped on by a horse. <laughs> that night, I was in a lot of pain. Uh, still better than COVID, everybody. <laughs> still right. better than COVID. The next day, uh, I was still in a fair amount of pain, but I could take a deep breath in, which was an upgrade. Um, and I was sort of just fatigued. By Sunday, I was mostly out of pain in my arm and back, which is primarily like it was right over my shoulder blade, mm-hmm. which is where the, the pain was primarily um, sort of located. But I was fatigued. Just tired and lethargic. So I didn't get a lot done this weekend. Uh, I didn't plan to get a lot done this weekend, so it's fine. I did get like some four hours of work done on Saturday, or on Sunday, rather. So that's pretty good. Okay. And then um, now it's Tuesday night. The My lymph node under my right arm is pretty swollen. 
might have been my neck if I had any lymph tissue left in my neck, but uh, I don't. Uh, that was removed about a decade ago. So that's a little uncomfortable all of a sudden. But um, And my stomach has been mildly upset since Friday. I, mm. I attribute that to the flu shot. So, But once again, overall, uh, better than the flu, better than COVID. So feeling pretty good about it but that first shot did not take me out like we, we both got the johnson and johnson th- shot and you had pretty significant side effects and i, did I had about three weeks yeah almost no side effects and this i am side effecty mm. still not to the effect to it the was, extent of your yeah, side effects it, that was pretty bad and i was really worried about it after a while because they told me a week and then when i got on uh, um the advice nurse for our health insurance company, she told me, oh, it can go three weeks to a month in some people. Interesting. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. But, you know, that they were trying not to discourage people from getting the shots. And right. most people, it was over in two or three days. Right. But then some people you reacted. Just happened. Yeah. Here's what I think happened. Your immune system is very good. Mm-hmm. And so it was really trying to fuck up those germs. Right. <laughs> And uh, now I think that you'll have an easier time in, in this one, hope hopefully. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if we go to CVS, it's a Moderna, so that's what you'll get. Uh, but I do recommend, I'm going to recommend to everybody, though, get that in your non-dominant arm. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I was, like, nervous because that first night when I laid down, like, I couldn't take a full deep breath in. Like, I, I just couldn't. Yeah. And um, I felt, I heard crackling in my lungs, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but when I woke up the next morning, I was fine. Good. So, <laughs> just take some aspirin. Chill the fuck out. Uh, so, uh, but, and once again, better than COVID. And a thousand times better than transmitting COVID right. to somebody else who might die. So... That my that was my weekend this weekend this last weekend um, from the time you're hearing this is my final trip to see my good friend on the central coast who I have gone to see now it will be twelve times this year uh, once monthly except in June twice in December so no twice in November twice in November once in December uh, and it's. I have to wrap a bunch of gifts before I get going because mm. I have gifts for his family, his kids, and his parents, and also him. And then uh, we're going to finish playing the all the games that he has. We're going to finish the list if it kills us. It might kill us. It won't. We've Just got five. We've got five to go. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, and I'm very flat. excited about it. Right. Uh, and then we're never going to do it again. <laughs> This is the time because he's only going to get fucking more games. Right. <laughs> and then we have, uh, it's, we've built a pile that we cannot overtake. But maybe he'll get like a gaming group going up down there where he w- won't good, rely yeah. on me solely. I mean, it would be good for him because it's mm-hmm. like it's something he's really devoted to. I mean, he has people that come and things like that, mm. but we're still in COVID. So a lot of people aren't comfortable getting right. together in groups still, which fair like nobody's mad at that so and you know a bunch of these games require more than two people and i am only one person (laughs) and even if i brought you you would not play so i am still sadly person um so that's my that's gonna be my weekend hopefully it's gonna go well hopefully the drive is gonna be smooth i got real spoiled on the thanksgiving weekend drive so Mm. I'm hoping to recreate it because it was okay. four hours down and four hours back. It was the fastest it's ever been. I didn't hurt afterwards. It was rad. So mm. everybody, wish me luck. It's luck. too late. It's already happened. But wish me luck anyways. All right. You want to get into this book? This, sure. This wormy ass book. So this episode starts not with a flashback, which is, as you pointed out, you said you thought this was the first time since the first episode. Uh-huh. That we hadn't started with a but flashback. But the first episode did start with a flashback. I just remembered that. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Do you need something to drink? No, I'm fine. 
Um, now that I remember it, the first episode did start with a flashback. It started with his father trying to bury him. Oh, yeah. Yep. That so was definitely a flashback. entirely the first episode to start without a flashback. That's crazy. I didn't realize that because they're used so well, mm-hmm. and they're also short enough that they don't suck right. you out of and you can make things the current the, narrative that you know you're It's in. not a flashback because we haven't jumped into the narrative yet. That's true. So it's, it's sort just of a like, weird cold open right. that takes place in the past. We, we kind of pick up right where we left off last time uh, in a in a barn full of worms. Yeah. Where I think Adrian Brody actually yells worms, which they, Adrian I will Brody say. Adrian Brody is not subtle in this I, episode. I want to talk about this episode real okay. quick. Okay, so let's, b- before I get into it, because I keep forgetting to do this. This is episode seven. It's directed by a man named David Frazee, written by Declan Debara, premiered on October 10th, 2021. What else has David Frazee directed? Let's see. Um, Ski School 2. <laughs> That's just jumping out at me. Uh, several episodes of Da Vinci's Inquest, which is a show that I have seen on my, mm-hmm. you know, guide, chapter guide, but I have never watched. Do not know anything about. Um, yeah, he's directed a lot of things that I haven't Scene, including what I'm going to presume is that's porn. What? It's a sex comedy. It's not mm. porn. It's called Flesh Gordon Meets the Cosmic Cheerleaders. Tell me you didn't think that was porn. Okay, Flesh Gordon is porn. Oh, it is? Okay. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> Flesh Gordon was a... Tell me about your porn consumption. <laughs> a movie... Well, I don't have any, really, mm. but Flesh Gordon was a film that was recommended to me. What got me interested in seeing it was that I had a friend who had an auction This guide. is Flesh Gordon too. let me be clear. Yes, yes, okay. the first film. Uh, um. I had a friend who had an auction guide, and they were selling all these props from the movie, and they looked like genuine, legit props from a science fiction film, because they're always offering parts of things from films like Ben-Hur, and, the, and uh, what was it, uh, Forbidden Planet, and The Foreman Project, and things like that, and then there's all these props from Flesh Gordon. I had no idea what that was. And it turns out it was a film done in the 70s with a much larger budget. Okay. And hired actual visual effects people from the industry to do the visual so effects this, scenes. like, right at the beginning of the, right. the porn parody? Yeah, maybe. And Craze? I don't know if that's but the But it was really well done, and parts of it actually... There's some parts that would be embarrassing to some people, for instance... There's a stop-motion animated character whose name is Harryhausen, spelled backwards. Harryhausen was not flattered by this. Oh, uh, yeah, was no, I'm not going to be flattered but, by it either. But there was him. a lot of very funny stuff in it. And I saw, apparently, the non-porn version. There's an R-rated version. Got you. So um, so there was a story, and then mm, there were sex scenes right. in it, so they could just take the sex scenes sex out. Scenes and, out. Make it, and, and so that they could distribute it, and you could get a hard R version of the movie, and then an X-rated version. There was so, definitely tits and ass in it. Oh, there was all sorts of things in 100%. there. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the, I mean, even in the hard R version. Even like, in the hard R version, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's a... So he did... He yeah. was the gaffer on the sequel of Flesh Gordon. Gordon. That's what it says. I'm looking at his IMDb page, everybody. I don't... I was a gaffer once. Which makes me think he was a fluffer. And um, that Uh, movie came out in 1990. I was a gaffer. They have an actual real job. What do they do? They tape all the wires to the floor so that people don't trip over them when they come on set. Because you don't want to tip over one of those really expensive hot lights. And they're also no, that's dangerous. true. You don't want it falling on you. You don't want to fall. I cannot on imagine how horrible it would be if you're dealing with naked people. You know, if one of those lights oh, falls yeah. on you, that right. would be a nightmare. But no, yes, absolutely. that's a really weird thing to put yourself down as. I was the gaffer. You know, like why would you? It's like, yeah, uh, that's because you need credits. Yes, at I that guess point. so. And it's like, well, I was craft services. There we go. So, so he um, also did things like. Director of photography, second unit of the movie Airbud, which is a movie I've heard of. Mm-hmm. The, 
that I think ends the number of movies that I've heard of. He's a cinematographer on a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. And, uh, yeah, TV, a lot of TV. Ash vs. the Evil Dead, he directed two episodes of. Lucifer, he directed an episode of. Van Helsing, he directed an episode of. Uh, Vikings, he's directed five episodes of. October Faction, two episodes of Snowpiercer, which oh, wow. I've found Snowpiercer to be directed well, very well. generally. It's so, a very high-quality show. Uh, so, yeah, so he's not bad, bad at his job, but I will say there are a couple of scenes in this movie where, or in this episode, where the director and or the writer, uh, who is Declan Debarra, uh, ask Adrian Brody to do some ridiculous shit that he shouldn't have had to be, he shouldn't have been asked to do. He's emoting too much. And the thing is, he can he he is first of all he is always sad. Adrian Brody is our always sad. Look at those eyebrows, so sad. He was in the pianist for right, a reason, right. right? But there are some, yeah, there are some exultations from our leading man in right. this episode that are just a little too much. <laughs> this was not... especially given everything else right. that's happening. This was not a plot-heavy episode. It was more of an action-heavy episode. It is. It was exactly what we predicted it would be. You know, the shootout in the woods that's been, like, part of the third or fourth act, well, the third act of every Stephen King thing lately that we've seen. Yes, Which is fun, because it breaks up the... We've got a little bit of a... Of an ambush, a little bit, and then a little bit of a turn, and now a little bit of a, uh uh-oh, what the fuck's about to happen? Right. So, he is in, I think he does yell, worms. (laughs) And I'm like, no. (laughs) And then he just lets the book talk to him. He Mm -hmm. just listens and follows the book. And where he follows the book to, and I didn't realize this until later when he says where he is, is he digs up a grave with two people in it and the book. Uh, that grave, we find out later, because he apologizes mm-hmm. to Minister Burroughs for digging up the grave of his two babies that died of the quote-unquote plague. Right. Uh, and it, uh, Burroughs says nothing grew on that grave, which makes sense, because there right. was a de- devil book inside of it. and. Um, And that he thinks that Marcella, Stephen's daughter, must have tucked the book into the coffin at the wake or right. wherever you would have a chance to do that. Trying to get it away from her dad and her grandfather, who were uh, vampires, and she knew that that was not tenable right so then he gets the book he gets the book the book is looks like a looks like a journal it's not very big it does have a tie around it it is a what does it look like to you it's like a mustard color it is yellow i, I can't tell to yeah me. yeah I, we I, have a colorblind mm. person I didn't know what it looked like to you, so I was just curious. It is like a yellow. It is like a mustard yellow color, which I think is an interesting Mm. choice. And he opens it, and then we get uh, the Ring Jr., basically. Like a Mm. tiny version of the Ring. So he sees these images of uh, Carnage. The sun is blacked out, but that just makes everything red. Jacob is walking over all of these bodies on the beach and it, and then there are plumes of smoke off in the distance. And, uh, that's all bad. Mm. And then he collapses and then comes to in the graveyard being whispered to by Loa and Stephen Philip. Now I have some confusion on times of days and things like this, because 
My understanding is mm-hmm. they can't really be out in the direct sunlight. It does appear to not be nighttime. It's very fortunate for them that there's no direct sunlight it in this town. It is very overcast. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what's getting them. And they don't come into the churchyard. And you were wondering about that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe it's hallowed ground. Maybe it's, right. maybe it's Highlander rules. <laughs> They're not allowed to come on, come on to hallowed ground. Uh, and Lo almost talks that book out of her father's hands. Right, and this is where we talked about over-emoting. Yeah. Where I looked at the scene and I said that he either, he was still a little bit too restrained for my taste. Either he should go all the way and just go full camp or he should do something much more subtle. But it was kind of in the middle. Of, I was like, wow, William Shatner would have done this better. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole grimacing, screaming, grim- it was almost to that level. It, it wasn't was, quite that hysterical. This wasn't the scene that got me. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the scene in the cellar later with Rebecca. Right. But, yeah, there are a couple of scenes. They're, they're asking a lot of Adrian Brody, and Adrian Brody is giving his all. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I just don't know that he was directed. Uh, he's being asked to do very weird things. Appropriately. Right. And, and maybe it's possible that there were better takes in the, in, in the edit they went with the wrong mm-hmm. ones. I don't know. Who knows? I do not know. I do not have the raw footage, sadly. Um, but what we find out during this little tete-a-tete between father and daughter is um, giving the book to Stephen and... Philip is not any better than giving it to Jacob. Both of them are taking it to the worm god to curry favor. Mm-hmm. So neither of those. So so in one case, they're being straight up. You'll be vampires. We'll mm-hmm. be together and we'll curry favor with this ancient one. Like this ancient one gives right. a fuck about you, but okay. And with Jacob, he's giving him freedom from madness but also everyone's going to die, so I don't is, know how good that I, is. I, I have a little issue because it hasn't been properly explained what the motivation is for the vampires because eventually you're going to run out of people. Um, well, unless you breed them like anim- like cattle. Right, but that's not a part of the vision that we saw. We just saw the Well, we only animal. saw a, a coastline. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the internal where there were, you know, pens of people they also feed off of animals too so they do in this version yes you know which we do see later on um so but fundamentally right now uh charles has no positive Mm -hmm. options um and that that uh does break him a little bit he does end up going back uh to the house meanwhile over um we see Ugh, a scene like a an image that is real upsetting to me, which is that apple bitch comes out of <laughs> out of Jacob's lair, mm. which I believe is the church, uh, having just been fed on. So she's looking all sated, and then he comes out after her, bloody mouth, and like touches on her in a way that I'm just like, this is not. This is bad. Yeah, there's a, a whole like kind of, of weird post-coital walk that she's yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't... He, you don't get a sense until you see him in this light of how really disgusting he looks. Yeah, the makeup on him is right. fantastic. Whoever's doing the makeup is doing great. And also, he's being lit really, really well, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, he's walking through the settlement, and there are whippoorwills. Whippoorwills, which... If you know anything about Lovecraft, uh, them's harbingers, and he walks over to his cadre of actual vampires, not the mm. promised human peoples, but the actual vampires, of which we see now four other than him. So mm-hmm. there are at least five, but there could be a hundred. I right. have literally no idea. And he says, he's found the book. So the whippoorwills are talking to him. Whippering. Whippoorwing. And uh, so Charles gets back to chapel late. And he's like, um, found, found, the, found the book. Uh, 
All of the vampires are going to come here tonight, so we need to board the fuck house uh, up out of this house. Like, we need to board this house up. And then they paint it, too, which I don't know why they're doing They're this. painting crosses on the outside. Oh, is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Uh, we just at one point see Honor painting the same spot over and over, and I'm like, it's good. Do the next part, whatever. Right. It is. Okay, so I thought they were just whitewashing it, but no, they're, no, they're, they're painting, painting crosses okay. over the. Um, they board up the windows first. They board up the window, right? Good. And they paint crosses over the windows. Yes. Okay. So, um, and they're basing this towards as we later on see uh, when um, Adrian Brody's. Oh, I'm sorry. His character's name Charles Boone. Charles is asking questions of the locals. How do I fight these things? Yes. Because we don't have that information. There's no Van Helsing right. to no. be the font of information. For but him. he does, he's putting up these defenses, but he's also losing his goddamn mind. Yeah. He does yeah. tie the book to his chest at mm -hmm. one point with some good knots, because you know he's a captain right. on a whaling ship. This motherfucker knows how to tie a knot. And uh, Rebecca goes to talk to him, and he is full mad. He has gone... Yes. Full mad, and the madness basically is telling him, "This ends badly, no matter what, and I need to kill my children to save them from this hell that they will suffer in." Which, it's the way to go, but I don't think it's is the best option. apparently a thing, a madness that can take hold of a parent. There was mm -hmm. that QAnon believer that killed his kids. That's mm -hmm. just nuts. because. QAnon is a kind of madness anyhow. I mean, QAnon is a kind of madness. That's a that's People real. People like to they slap are with a brick. That guy. Um, yeah, the, but, you know, so so this is a madness that will take, that has taken control of, mm -hmm. of parents. Parents have killed their kids to save them. That is a thing that has happened. That is a type of psychosis that mm -hmm. happens to people. So he's full in this, and she is... Uh, Concernicus. She is not excited about this, and she does hit him in the head oh, with a shovel. Him in the head? Rebecca. Rebecca. Okay. Yeah, they're in the. This is the. They're in the cellar, and he is like, "No, I'm gonna have to kill my kids." And she's like, mm, "I'm not gonna let you do that." Kachonk hits him in the head with a shovel. It is now, this a satisfying is, sound. This is he. She makes the attempt before they escape with the kids. Yes, but he has loosed, loosed the, horses. the horses. Yes. And I'm not sure exactly what good that does for them because they have no way of escaping now. Yeah. No, it but doesn't. But I think it's that right. the very much like, um, I mean, I, I would be tempted at this time for him to throw the book into a volcano since that seems to work with other things that turn you evil. But uh, he's now under the influence of the book. So he's making poor decisions. Oh, um, yeah. I guess... Yeah, I guess that happens a little bit later. So, mm -hmm. yes, he's. she's like, okay, I'm going to take the kids and go. Because right. you are clearly unhinged, and I care about these children, right. and I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave them here with you. And they go to the barn, and the the, the houses are the, the horses are gone. They do... Um... He... He does show her, he's like, I tried to burn the book and it doesn't burn. And mm -hmm. she's like, show me. Because she doesn't. Right. He's clearly, there's some madness. She doesn't know if everything that he says is bonkers or if there's still some grip on reality. Mm -hmm. He throws the book into the fire and it does not burn. Right. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, well, evil. And we were talking about that because we were like, you got to burn the book, you got to destroy mm -hmm. the book, yeah, you got to rip really the book. Discussion we had last week. The, yeah. Part of the problem with rip because you were like, well, just tear the pages out. But mm -hmm. as soon as he opened it, right. he was getting those ring type like images, like the like the like the movie in the ring. Mm -hmm. That's kind of yeah, what it okay. felt like. These flashes of horrible mm -hmm. things. So I don't know that you could deconstruct the book. Or he could deconstruct the book. She might be able to, but right. it might just be madness for anybody who opens it. If I was the book, or constructing a book um, that I didn't want you to be able to destroy, I would maybe make it so anybody who opened it would go mad. Well, um, another, I mean, there's other options, because the minute I saw it, it's like I kept thinking of things he could do. But, um, but right now, he's uh, in a position where the book is basically... Compelling him to the same sort of mass suicide that we saw earlier in the uh, series. Yes. Um, 
And not even Matt, like he's not even talking about taking well, himself I mean, out. He's specifically the, aiming the at his kids. The character who's trying to hang herself and her kids. That's true. That is true. And, and so we've seen that happen before. So that right. was exactly where he was aiming. Right. Right. And then she wallops him with like what? A well, not yet. Shovel or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was my bad because mm-hmm. first we go back to the town, and in the town we've got the constable, who has. Not killed himself because his wife has come back to life. Oops. And so now he's just kind of sitting. She's locked up in the in the jail cell and he's just kind of sitting, sitting there, just right. not quite knowing what the fuck to do with himself. And who shows up? Abel shows up, y'all. I thought Abel was in Jerusalem's lot. I thought they were holding his ass ham- uh, ransom. But... Apparently not. Apparently he got out and has been, I don't know where, for two episodes. But he's in this episode, and he seems fine. He doesn't have little pointy teeth. He seems okay. Um, But he goes to the constable, and he's like, "Uh, we need your help at Chapel Waits. Shit is going down. And um, he's not quite sure how to broach the subject of vampire, but that's okay because the constable's like, uh, is it, are they men? And Abel's like, mm, what do you know? And he goes, mm, are they men though? And he's like, okay, so n- no. no. <laughs> I not mean, exactly. Some of them. They're men but adjacent. Certainly not all of them. There sort are. Of. The promised are people. Right. The promised are still people. Then there are vampires. <laughs> then they're also straight up vampires. Um, and we need your help. We need your help. Mm-hmm. And they show, he's like, yeah, I got, I got, this is why I know that, that maybe they aren't people anymore because I have my own over here. Mm-hmm. This is Mary, my beloved wife, who is a vampire now because I did hasten that transformation by smothering her. Oops. So yeah, my bad. And, um, Meanwhile, out in the street, the cart that Faith was trying to leave in comes clomping, beautiful Clydesdale horse, clomping into town. She is lashed to the cart, and she is super dead, as you say. And the um, minister stops the horse, cuts her down, is distraught. At which the point, the, his ex, ex-wife, his current wife, but soon-to-be ex-wife, and his fucking great father-in-law come up and is like, that's what you get, you philandering whatever. You're not worth anything in our town, and we should... And he, he being our minister Burroughs, man of faith... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but also Faith being his mistress's name, oops, uh, does beat the shit out of that dude in well, the street. He doesn't do it without provocation because the father-in-law gets his cane and starts striking him. So, okay, he does. And he finally just takes the it's cane like, from him and just and beats just the hell beats out of the him. shit out of him until that big motherfucker from the mine yes. who likes to instigate shit does come and beat the shit out of him. And that's it. That's it. Mr. Sucker Puncher, his whole move is knock people down when they're not looking and kick them in the ribs repeatedly. And then... Oh, is that the constable cocking a weapon? Yes, it is. (laughs) So the constable breaks Mm. up this fight and is like, Minister Burroughs, I'm going to need you. And Burroughs is like, uh, uh, I can't because death and everything. And, And the constable's like, I don't care. Because we need to go fight some fucking vampires. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess. Okay, I have nothing. (laughs) I have nothing. I have nothing and no one and nowhere to go. I I, I think he literally says I have nowhere to go. Burroughs is, he's doing some great acting in in this episode. But Abel, the constable, and the minister all go to Chapel Wait. Because there's going to be a fucking fight. Back at Chapel Wait, that's I. They I think speak with. We don't see this happen. They speak with Rebecca, who is still trying to figure out a way to like save these kids, who are hammering up boards and painting them, and can't leave 
but right. are definitely in danger from their father. Oh, before we get back to Chapelweight, we go to Miss Cloris's farm, where she has beautiful fat chickens and also a vampire infestation problem. Yes. She goes out into her yard and she finds Loa and Stephen and Philip feeding off of, I'm going to guess, lambs? I didn't see exactly I didn't see what, it was what they, they were, were feeding were off of. It was, a, it was a farmyard animal. And uh, she's finally like, I'm not going to fucking take this anymore. And she tries to fire a gun at Philip. And it doesn't go well for her, and mm-hmm. she is killed. She is. And eaten. Killed. And yes. She doesn't go to waste. And eaten. So, Miss Cloris in her little hat, she looks very much like uh, the granny from the uh, Looney Tunes at this point. Right. Her little round glasses and her little frilly hat and her little smock with a gun in her hand that does her no good. She does die. Mm-hmm. And if she had spoken up earlier, who knows the lives that might have been saved. But now she is no more. All right. Uh, we also see Jacob being, uh, what's the word? Like, paraded. <laughs> He's in a coffin on the back of a wagon. wagon and they open it up. I don't know why, to get some sea air. It's not nighttime yet. I still don't understand the time situation. And there's a a man who I don't think we've seen before. I I can't be sure um, seeing him. And then, of course, that apple girl comes up behind him and is like, what are you looking at? And then takes him up to Jacob. And Jacob does bite him and drain him in a very bloody you guys yes. liked it. You guys I thought think it was it a looked, good bite. Uh, it was a good effect. I agree with you, though, that it's a waste of... It's just a waste. If all I drink right. is blood, yeah, I don't let it spray literally everywhere. I put it in my face. That's where it needs to go. The irony is that a vampire can survive on two drops of blood. It just likes to drain you for fun. That must be it. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. It's so weird. And then um, Charles is still deteriorating at Chapelweight, and uh, and this I we don't see Rebecca teaming up with Burroughs and Abel. It's already underway and, by the time. And Dennison, yeah. the constable, but we see the fruition of it, and that yes. is she takes him down to the cellar, and they're discuss or he he I think um, he might have. Asked her to go down to the cellar. But either way, they're in the cellar. It's Rebecca and Charles in the cellar. And he's once again saying, there's no way out of this. I won't let my kids suffer. I'm going to have to kill them. And she's like, nah, bitch. Mm -hmm. And does hit him with a shovel in the head and knocks him unconscious. It is, I'm telling you, the sound effect of that clang is so good. I was like, ooh, she might have killed him. But she didn't because... He awakes up in his room and he is confused and the book is no longer strapped to him. And he's like, wait, what's What's happening? What's going on? And what is happening? And he's much clearer. Like his head hurts, but he's not in the thrall anymore. And it turns out what he had said was, to to calm like to calm the madness it has to be with the undead mm-hmm. right so you return it to jacob that was the that right. was the but it wasn't he didn't say he just it has to be with the undead so they have carted mary dennison wife of the uh constable on over put her in that bathtub down in the cellar that has those restraints mm-hmm. and then strap the book to her cuz you know what she is also yeah. undead. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the book's energy is now focused. It's 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 with the undead. So he can think clearly now. And he thanks her for uh walloping him in the head and does forgive her trespasses, <laughs> which is good. Um well, she did save his children's lives. Yes. And 
they do hug. There is a hug. And then we have Abel and the constable and the preacher and Charles and Honor and Tame and Rebecca in the house at Chapel Way. They are barricaded in the house. They're on the second floor. And the vampires are coming. And the first wave is Loa and Stephen and Philip. And we want to be clear here. Charles is still, even in his unclouded state, saying, Loa doesn't get hurt. And I'm like, right. motherfucker, that's, that ship has sailed. And I know that he is not ready for that yet. Um, but you did drop her into the ocean and she did come back. That is not, she is not going to be healed. I don't, I'm so sorry, but that is not a thing that's going to happen. Oh, one more thing. There is a scene wherein the constable goes down and talks to Mary, who has this book attached to her, and she's mm -hmm. like, feed me, I'm hungry. And he does cut his hand and he does feed her, which is probably going to come back to bite him in the ass later. She might come back to bite him in the ass later. Uh, she's trying. And um, so then what we see is the men are in the upstairs and they do shoot a harpoon <laughs> at Philip. <laughs> and it's also, it's yes, super it cool, gets him in the chest and they do reel his ass up into the second floor of the building mm -hmm. and through that window. And he does injure, at the very least, both Burroughs, both the minister and the constable. But he is pinned to a wall, and then Charles does cut his motherfucking head off. Because here's what we know, generally and across the board. Very few things, what do you say, very few things in nature right. can survive be in it. There was... A and I love the kind of triumphant throwing the head out of the window. Oh, and then we were both like, throw his head at him. And he definitely does. Bink, bink, right. bink. And then Stephen's like, I'm going to drain you dry. And then they run away. And I'm like, that was rad. And then, of course, <laughs> Rebecca and I think maybe Honor come into the room and mm -hmm. see Philip pinned to the wall, headless. Right. And they're like, oh, no. And at the same time, they're like, uh, Charles begs Abel. He's like, you need to ride for town. We need help. And he's like, I think I'm better served here. And he's like, we're gonna run out of time and ammunition and right. everything. Now, we've already seen previously a scene where he was basically mustering them. It was very much a Van Helsing right, right. scene where it was, how do we kill these people? Or how do we kill these things? We're going to have to fucking figure it out. And we're going to have to be the ones that do it until they're all gone. Because this can't well, he, stand. He takes the... Remember the... And it was something we discussed when we were watching it. Is that it really fits very well into Salem's Lot. Yes. Where a group of... Yes. A disparate people. The author, the kid, yeah. the minister, um, the school teacher all kind of come together and converge. Right. And that in itself follows the pattern in Dracula. Yeah. Where these men come together that are, are from different professions, from different places in life, to defeat the evil. Yeah. And so it was kind of fun because it harkens back to that. And they're really thinking. And, and for the first time, I think, we're really seeing them think in, um, instead of taking the passive role to be more assertive, we're going to have to hunt them down. That's their conclusion. And I like the conclusion that... Um, uh, I'm sorry, what's it, Stephen, comes to, which is, it's a really interesting piece of logic. Uh, a vampire is horribly strong, but it's not stronger than a whale. And so if this works on a Do whale... You mean Charles? Charles, I'm Okay, sorry. yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. The conclusion that Charles comes to, a vampire yeah. might be strong, but it's not stronger than not a whale. Not stronger than a whale. So if and this I works can on a whale... And I can fucking kill a whale. I know how to work kill a whale. On a, a vampire. And I like the idea behind that. It's like, oh no, and when you... It's a really neat moment, because that harpoon... We're living in a day and age where we don't see this anymore. No. Because it's cruel and horrible, for yes, one thing. Yes, it is cruel and horrible. But... A harpoon Unless is... Unless it's used on a vampire's friend right. <laughs> A harpoon is no joke. That no. is a very dangerous weapon. Yeah. 
It's meant to kill something ten times our size. And so he basically is like, I'm going to be the captain of the ship and I'm going to teach you guys how to do this. And they are like, okay, let's do this. through his vampire's body and they just haul him up. And they just haul him up like a fish Uh on a line, literally. And the unfortunate part is that it's very dangerous to subdue him once he's there. But once they get him to the wall and decapitate him, I think that... Yeah, he just grabs an axe and takes mm. his head off into into uh, two cuts. It looks like, right? But I mean, yeah, it was two cuts. Yeah, but it certainly scared the vampires. This is the first time we've seen them on the oh, run. Yeah. On the run, they're on the run. Not like, oh, you mm. found me out. I'm going to escape. To be no, fair, like, though, the only vampires cow. that are currently on the run are Loa and Steven, right. who are uh, the newest vampires, right? Uh, because as they run off, we mm. see out in the Right. That the but that the manor is vampires. being encircled. Right. That does it. yeah, but well, they some are, are immortal, so some of those that group will be reduced by the living ones that just get shot. Do that how much how many weapons do that? And I don't know what weapons they have. That's the or, other thing. We don't know if they have arms. Mm-hmm. We've not seen any, but that does not mean anything. Well they don't seem it feels to be. like in eighteen fifty everyone has a gun. The I think that the issue You know, like um, now is that the vampires, or the vampire, the possessed of the vampire, don't seem to have a great deal of value that they place on their own lives. And they're routinely killing, you know, off the minions with no provocation. Yeah. Um, so that happens a lot. So I, 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 And they also don't seem to have any idea about stealth. They go and announce when they're going to go do something. Possibly because they're, and I think that's why. Well, because they, I I think Jacob has reached his age now. Like, Jacob particularly has Mm -hmm. reached his age with no problem. Right. So he does not, he's in a position where he just doesn't think he can be killed. With Stephen and Loa, they're for the first time confronting their absolute mortality. That not only can they be killed, they can be killed horribly. Ooh, I do want to say something about Loa. Mm-hmm. And, well, I want to say something about the minister. Okay. This minister has uh, is clearly having a crisis of faith. He mm-hmm. is blessing every room and also does not know if he believes in God. <laughs> but Honor comes and asks him, you know, we believe in God. We believe that we are going to see our mother again in heaven. Will Loa be there? Because she knows that Loa has, you know, turned. And he does not hem and haw or give her any information about his own crisis of faith. He says, yep, (laughs) absolutely. God will find a place for her. And I was like, Hey, look at you doing what the fucking minister's supposed to do. I was very proud of him in that moment. He does have really good moments of, I wish, and I mentioned that when we were watching it, I missed the uh, the TV show The Exorcist. Because as much as we had priests that were conflicted and confused at times, they still were priests. They still wanted to function in that function. And quite often when you see priests depicted in movies and television, they're always sort of agonizing and they've done something terribly wrong and they've betrayed their... Um, I'd like to see somebody who just knew, was competent to the job. I suppose it's more interesting to see this character kind of come to terms with the fact that he's not very good at what he does. And I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I think I he's um, a good minister. He's a good man, maybe. He did sleep with a member of his congregation to have a child out of wedlock. He I don't did... know that Faith was a member of his congregation. Well, no, he's... Oh, okay. Then he slept with a person who wasn't a member of his congregation, but still had a child out of wedlock. He did have... He did... He was unfaithful to his wife mm-hmm. after the grief of losing two children and also... Have you met the bitch? I'm right. sorry. I, 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 that's not a reason to cheat on your wife. Um, I'm also a person who is, does it, I believe in cheating. Like, it's not that I don't believe in cheating. I just don't believe that the only possible relationship is monogamous. Right. Like, that's no, there's, there's other, not I mean, how. At this time in this culture, this wasn't a possibility. That, that's, yes, that's fair. Um, I think legitimately that he, Behaved the most morally that he could behave under certain circumstances, and he never he did he could have 
packed his shit and left, but he wanted to come clean to his right. congregation and tell them who he was. Like, he was going to confess everything. Mm-hmm. He was going to do it on Sunday on the pulpit. It. He yeah. did it in the street in a yeah. really heinous way, but he was going to do that anyways. It was too late to deny it at that point anyhow. Well, no, of course. But he was, like I said, he was waiting for Sunday. And if he was really a bad person, he could have just not said anything. He could have. He could have He could have not said it. anything. He could have denied the existence of that child. He could have never talked to Faith again. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, the scarlet no, letter. Mean, he could have also... Faith comes back into town as a corpse... He could have very easily just pretended like, you know, oh, that, yeah, well, yeah. it's completely washed of his hands. There's nobody who knows any different except his wife. Well, and yeah, because he a, did tell his wife. A vested yeah. interest in not talking. Yeah, that's true because so it does make her So he could have completely, quote unquote, gotten away with it had he, yep, but he wanted didn't. to. But he didn't. I think the issue is that he's not, I say he's not good at his job. He's not representing well. Um I, don't know, I do I like the fact that. that he is because he's still a human being. Yeah, that's well, the thing. Yes, but like it, I, I can't hold a, I a, know. A, a a man of faith to any higher standard than I do of any other like uh, of a human being. <laughs> he has mm-hmm. been through some shit. Well, he has <laughs> been, but I mean, that's kind of what he's supposed to be guiding other people through their issues with it. And he does have a moment when he makes his confession to say, I know all of your sins. He does do a little bit of that. But Which, he's not, he's to not be fair, saying, though. He's not saying, oh, well, this is what you're doing. No, no, he's saying, I know all of you and what you've been doing, so you don't have a right to judge me. Yeah, how about, yeah, how right. about you lay off me for a hot fucking second? Because I also right. am a human man. I am not Jesus off the cross. Mm-hmm. I can't be Jesus well, off the there's cross. There's also the, I think, I like the fact that we're seeing the characters that we do like from the town coming together. Yes. And I like the yes. idea that and he's now... You guys, I'm so excited that Abel is alive. Right. I don't love that Charles is sending him into the town, the black man into town to get help at Chapel Wait. I don't think he's coming back with anyone. Right. <laughs> I could be wrong. Well, he can't send the only other... Per- There's nobody else to send, actually, now that I think of it. Because I was going to say, well, he can't send the minister. He could send the, the constable, but the constable is injured. Constable is injured. So was, there's nobody to send. But he's not going to send his daughters or Rebecca. I feel like Rebecca is Bruce's the one. daughter or son or Rebecca into town. I feel like Rebecca might be the one. I don't know. I just mm, I just don't know how. But I just don't know that anybody's coming to chapel. Wait, unless you give them the op- option of like, hey, free mm. pass to straight murder some people. You want to? Because there are definitely people in that town who'd be like, yes, please. Can I? Yeah. I would like to do that. Uh, not on behalf of the boons or travel weight or to protect any of that, um, because they are all racist and horrible. But you know, free murders, uh, like a powerful draw for some personality types well, that this town, yeah. definitely exist in this town. So but I'm, I really want to see if the kind of cowardly bully that. Um, that sucker puncher is. Oh no! Okay, yeah. Well, the sucker puncher is. Uh, it's interesting. Well, like I could see him coming just mm. to throw down. Yeah, <laughs> but sneaking up behind people. It's funny because I like how consistent that is. It's like no, no, no. He's not a tough guy. He just runs up behind you when you're not looking. And he has done that a number of times. <laughs> then kicks or, you when you're lying or down. wheedles somebody else into right. doing the dirty work and then being like, "Don't know what happened to him." <laughs> so yes, I, I'm not going to be unhappy to see him get taken out. But I was talking about the uh, the retired minister. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I want to see if he is as tough as he keeps claiming. You know, no, that dude's going to piss himself and hide. Right, exactly. House. I, that's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be interesting watching. That dude's the fucking worst. You know, I'm, that's the other thing is mm-hmm. I'm comparing the men of faith in this community, mm-hmm. the men of God in this community. And Burroughs outstrips that other oh, dude yes. fucking mean, 10 to 1, right? That guy's just everything that can be wrong with a person at that time, every prejudice that they have. Yeah, he's the, he has he's it. the worst. So, yeah. And wants to perpetuate it in others. It's gross. Yeah. It's going to be... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode. So though. the next episode is called yeah. Hold the Night. It is directed by the same director. Um, it is written by our uh, showrunners, Jason and Peter Filardi. I have to. Like, boyardi. <laughs> Stupid. 
and we will be watching that for next week. Uh, until then, do you have anything you want to recommend, even though you were in a cave all weekend? Uh, yeah, I was in two caves all weekend. It was remarkable. I, I recommend going to caves. Caves are um, good. Actually, something I might recommend that I wasn't planning to, but uh, when I was a kid, I saw a, a film version of Journey to the Center of the Earth, which rapidly became one of my favorite books. And it was made in the mid to late 50s, I think. And it uh, star. there's some silly elements to it. Pat Boone is one of the stars. Um, but uh, it stars James Mason. And he was really Oh, he's my, the voice of God. Yes, he's really very good at it. And Arlene Dahl and... It uh, was shot partly and actually in um, Iceland, where the story takes place, and uh, also in Carlsbad Caverns. And there was great moments when I was crawling around in caves this weekend that I thought about that film. And um, it also came to mind just before I left, because Arlene Dahl, and her uh, 91 years old, I think, just passed away. And I think there's she might have been the, maybe the last or next to last living member of that cast. Everyone else is gone. So it was just, it was a great childhood memory to go back and go, okay, well, a real cave is much darker than it was in the movies. Okay. Um, but yes, they, uh, black. They, they did, oh, my God. You, I don't love a cave in a movie because I'm always like, where are this light's coming from? Right. This, and, uh, where's this light coming from? It is dark as And, and the there. film had a really interesting scene where they explain it all. It's like, well, there's a bioluminescence caused by microscopic organisms like glowworms in the dark. And that somehow has lit these caves, and uh, they, they shot it partly in the Carlsbad Caverns. Um, so it was very well lit. But when I went to an actual cave, no, it's dark. They're bats. Um, they're tiny little spaces where you can barely wriggle around. And the caves in that film are so enormous. They look like football fields, you know, and, and people just roaming around in them and making declarative sentences. But, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, I think it's currently on Disney+, Plus. Um, I think. And it's a wonderful, wonderful film. There's dinosaurs, there's volcanoes, there's the lost city of Atlantis. It's a lot of fun, and they really don't make them like that anymore. So it's, yeah, it's a great film. Do you have a recommendation? Um, I don't know. I was in bed all weekend. Uh, my recommendation is get a COVID shot. Get a COVID shot. Get right. yourself your booster shot if it is time for you to get your booster shot. Absolutely also get a flu shot. Nobody needs the flu or COVID. Nobody fucking needs it. COVID has now killed more Americans than every war we've had. That's what I said, and it's true. And that includes the motherfucking Civil War. So, where we were just fighting ourselves, which is all we're doing now. Familiar? Much? Here we are recording on a day that will live in infamy. It is uh, December 7th. World War II killed less people and less Americans than COVID has. So please, we love you and we want you to live. Get a COVID shot. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a silly show that we started watching last night. I know I've recommended making it on this show. It, uh, it's a uh, maker competition hosted by Amy Poehler. And Nick Offerman, and now for the holidays, because of course there is, there's a new version called Baking It, hosted improbably by Andy Samberg and Maya Rudolph, and judged by four grandmothers. What's happening, NBC? What's going on over there? Uh, but it was fine. It was entertaining, I guess. Uh, I don't know. If I'm going to keep watching it, but I don't know. Uh, also, uh, Amanda Gorman, the inaugural poet, um, has released a book called Call Us What We Carry. Read more poetry. Support this young woman. Uh, po po poems are good. Read them. Read them. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what I got. So, next week, hold the night. And until then, you can reach us uh, at Latecomers Pod on Twitter, on Gmail, uh, by uh, typing in latecomerspod at gmail.com, or by looking for us on Facebook, 
by searching for Latecomers Podcast. You can also listen to us there. But you should just subscribe in your podcatcher. Just subscribe. Subscribe. What are you waiting for? It's Especially right because I'm bad at remembering on Thursday mornings to tell you that the episode dropped, even though the episode always drops at 12.04 a.m. I'm never up then. But the, the, the episode is available. And then I forget to tell you on Facebook and Twitter and various other sources. So subscribe and you don't have to wait for me. Don't have to think about it at all. Nope. And uh, I would like to remind you, take your medicine. And we would like to remind you, better late than never. never.